The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hey, dishers, I know you're busy cooks with busy lives and you don't have time to read every label. You just want to buy your organic apples and celery and ground nut butter for dipping. And I know it's that easy. You want something that's not full of chemicals and preservatives, and apples and celery are part of the Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen is a list of fruits and veggies that are typically grown using lots of pesticides and other chemicals, but when you shop at Lakewinds Co-op, you can shop with confidence knowing that you are cooking with high-quality food from farms and businesses that pay fair wages, and they grow their food in ways that are good for the planet with no pesticides, chemical-free. They have product standards in all their departments, and their produce is 95% organic and as local as they can get it when, of course, it's not winter. But you can feel good about shopping there. There's no membership required. Everyone's welcome to shop at the co-op. And you can find all of their products in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, or Richfield in the store, or you can now get delivery from Instacart. Find more information at lakewinds.com. Welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. And I am Stephanie Hansen. And darn, are we glad to be with our friends this morning. Yes, we are hoping that in the, uh, well, let's just, let's just count out, you know, the things besides the virus. There's been the full moon. It was Friday the 13th yesterday and daylight savings time. Wow. So it's been a year this week <laughs> as the joke online has gone. So we're here to hopefully give you guys a little bit of a, an, an, an uplift, if you will. Yes. An honest break, uplift. Some- some candor, <clears throat> some humor, some <laughs> food, and some fun. Yes. Yes. We I, are, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's been a little bit of, I've been watching the My Talk um, Facebook pages and like, oh, enough with the coronavirus already. So I just want to set the tone that I know you guys come here mm-hmm. for our take on what's happening in the restaurant scene, what's happening in your home cooking lives, and we are going to offer all that up, mm-hmm. but we are also pretty um we're moms we're employers we're employees we're daughters we're daughters we're friends we are humans in our community so we are trying to find a way to talk about what's happening in a way that is fun and positive and hopeful but also that it's not super sugar cody either because we are in a really unusual time Mm -hmm. and we want to not be alarmist but we also want to Set the stage and tell you what we're doing personally, what some of the people in the restaurant industry are thinking and feeling, and how we can support our community and lift everybody up. And I, re- I, what I really want you guys to know is that what we're trying to do is just give you the information. We're trying to give you guys information that can help your life, that can help everybody's lives, however it needs to be done. And, you know, I there's a lot of things about the media does this and the media does that. That's been hard for me to not respond to every single person on Yeah, because we are doing our best. We are just, we're informing. And then you make your decisions based on those kind of things. And, you know, we're just trying to keep you guys, we think that information is the best way to keep people in the loop and to keep you making informed decisions. So. And even in this room, just between Steph and I and Hopi, our producer, um, first of all, we are sitting, are we six feet away from each other? Uh, I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's my good. wingspan is five, 
Five you, feet. Okay. So I always I've been you're measuring like feet this tall. So that, well, that's your wingspan. You're five feet tall, so you, that's your wingspan. Did you not know that? I did not. <laughs> oh my gosh! See, you learn some fun yeah. fact every day. Yeah. So are you really? Are you five two? I'm five one and a half. Oh my gosh! See, I almost got it right on. I know you did. Um, I'm five seven, just for the record. So my wingspan is it's six all, feet. Yeah, it's pretty much six feet. Okay, I feel good about that. Then yeah. it helps me understand that. See the fun facts you learn on Weekly Dish. I'm telling you, that we are is here. Already, it's not just cooking, people. That is an amazing fact because I was wondering, like, how am I going to figure out? Someone's going to call me and tell me I'm wrong. I, you know what? It's possible. You're close enough for me. But that's that's what I always yeah. thought. I love it. <laughs> okay, so with that said, yeah. Um, just even in this room, our situations are <clears throat> evolving and different. As you know, as we left the show last week, <laughs> we had made the determination with my immune compromised husband, mm-hmm. who has been. Um, he had. Okay, so when I was filling on the Jason show, the final Wednesday that I was supposed to be on the air before Alexis came back, the night before my husband had come back from a trip and he wasn't feeling good, he had a what they're calling a respiratory event. Um, basically, acute respiratory distress syndrome, and they don't know why. They think it was from the altitude change from being in the Caribbean to then being in Utah and then flying home. And he got a cold Mm -hmm. and it just went south. So the last day I was supposed to be on the air that night before we'd been in the hospital and in the emergency room and he was admitted. So since then, we have been trying to get his immune system shored up and it's been slow and go because he's asthmatic. Yeah. So, you know, as this thing has been rolling out, we've been like making decisions every day on, you know, are you going out today? How is this working? We're to the point where. We went to Vegas and he felt great when we left and then we got home and he started to not feel good again and he's got a cold, but he's not leaving the house. Right. And that has put me in a situation where I had to evaluate, okay, is it smart for me to leave the house? Because even if I'm out and about doing all the stuff I do, then coming home, I can't really be, you know, within close contact with him because who knows if I'll bring, bring something home to him. So we are... Hunkered down. Mm-hmm. I came to the radio station today, but they have done a lot of social distancing here. Non-essential people are not being allowed into the building anymore. Um, Fox 9, I'll be going there on Monday, but there's no more live audiences. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening in terms of corporations are telling their workers to stay home. I mean, my son in Chicago, he's been home for, you know, they're an international corporation. Sure. They, they stopped it you know, a week ago. And, you know, there's different places. And I, I, I do worry about, you know, downtown and what that's the impact of that is going to be. I know there are certain, um, you know, media organizations that have told their other people to stay home. I'm not breaking any news for them or anything, but you know, the idea that, um, working from home, I think it's interesting though, because people who are then like working from home and then we go, there's a lot of restaurants (laughs) that last night were like, very busy. <laughs> yep. And so I know that it's, it, there's a, the deal is, is that I think people have to find that space for themselves where they are, they're managing what that social distancing means. I went to, I mean, I went to a friend's house last night for happy hour and we all stood in like, you know, we just kind of hung out and we didn't hug to start. And that is hard for me. It is hard. It is hard. In fact, there are people who I see them like going in for the handshake and I'm like, no, nope. but we're not supposed to do that. Remember? I know. Like, I know, I know because my like uh, interaction and touch, you know, quotient is high, but we kind of, we had our cocktails. We stood at the Island and we all just kind of hung out and talked. And then, and then I was like, okay, wipe everything down when I leave. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I think that is, that is, um, everybody's level of risk is different based on your own personal circumstance. Right. Yeah. So, 
I will be leaning into staying at home. I'll be leaning into home cooking. I'll be leaning into just being with my husband and trying to help him get through this situation so that he can get enough fighting cells so that if he does encounter this virus, that he'll be able to manage it. Manage it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, uh, and there are a couple other things. I was just going to announce some of the stuff that closed, you know, recently over the last night. The other side of this is you guys is, I mean, like I was saying that I was telling you earlier that as a journalist, as you know, beyond just the radio journalism and broadcast, you know, as being part of MSP mag, we're trying to stay on top of things and really understand things. We are rejiggering our stories for the May issue because we know, cause that's what we're working on right now. And we know that it's going to be a different space when it comes uh, yeah, out. I was saying to Steph, I was supposed to do a segment on Fox on Monday about, you know, suburban restaurants to eat at and great places in the suburbs. And I was like, while there are great places in the suburbs and there is a time to talk about that, it feels a little tone deaf right now. And it's not even, and I don't think we can, I, I, the word tone deaf is hard for me because I feel like when someone says that about, like someone said that to me about the feed, they're like, it's really tone deaf to put the feed out. And I'm like, I, I'm reporting what's happening and I'm trying to support the people who need, who yeah, are I don't all, think all the people. All. So tone deaf to me is one of those weird things because trust me. I am on the tone. Like we know that there is that we understand. I'm not out here saying, Hey everybody go lick that light pole. That would be tone deaf, I think. But, um, I do think that there's, you know, we're all in the media. I mean, I just quite honestly, I've had chats with, you know, all the other food writers in town or just, you know, texts going back and forth saying, what are we going to write about? I mean, if things you want to hear what's interesting about that, I, Eric Perkins, so sports reporter. Oh, I don't even no know sports. what the sports guys are doing. He was on LinkedIn and he was like, so, uh, yeah, I need some story ideas. Yeah. I need some things to think about as we move forward because I'm not going to be in the same capacity of reporting. I have to pivot. Yeah. And those guys specifically, because they are in super skinny lanes. You know what I mean? Like there's like people who are hockey reporters at the strip and there are people who are specifically soccer reporters. I think the only thing they can do is continue to, you know, kind of look at things and be like, well, here's an angle for this story, you know? So I do think that, you know, as we go forward, just giving you the update, if you haven't heard about like the coasts, you know, New York, which uh, has... Their restaurant scene, if you want to follow, uh, of course, Pete Wells has been uh, has been tracking everything and talking about it and very openly and honestly. And Adam Platt was talking about how do you be a restaurant critic in these times? Because it's such a strange world and you're not out there. And and at this point, nobody is like, don't go eat at this restaurant because the potatoes are not right. You know, like, where is that coming? And so you have they have, you know, a little bit more of a weird space with that. But uh, for them, they, of course, New York just put a ban on, you know, capacity. They've 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 lowered the ceiling so that restaurants can only be at 50 percent full. And in Switzerland, that number is 50, five zero people, 50 people. Well, yeah, there's a lot of and that's 250 is sort of half capacity for right. a lot of people in right. Switzerland. It's down to 50. And they said that, you know, I know that the governor was on yesterday and talking about, you know, trying to do gatherings under 100 and or, you know, don't you know, try not to do more than 100 people and all this kind of stuff. And so I think a lot of people I talked to a lot of restaurants who were um, saying that, you know, our seating capacity is 60. We're, you know, doing things that are it's never going to be full, I don't think. So we're going to really be watching that. Um, but we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk a little bit more about um, restaurants and what exactly is happening in the scene. Um, so we are going to take a quick break and we come back. We are going to do that. And then we have also stuff to talk to you guys about cooking at home. We've got some ideas for your pantry. Yes. We're going to talk about things that freeze well. And uh, the only thing we are not going to talk about today, you guys, is toilet paper. This is the Weekly Dish and we'll be right back.
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. Oh, here's my weather report. Kind of cloudy. A little bit chilly. Kind of perfect for staying in. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. Hunker down. Can I just mention that Jake's SAT was canceled this morning? That is a gift. Never seen a kid happier. Let me tell you what. That is a gift. He was not excited to get up at... 6.30 to get to Dunwoody by 7 and you know he was like oh he did a little dance I bet he last did. night so I'd like to see the giant baby do the a little giant dance. baby can shake it <laughs> let me just say it um, hey you guys we wanted to let you know that we will have the phone lines open uh, right now and actually throughout the show and we know that a lot of you are getting feeling a little anxious or maybe anxiety about things and because we know that, you know, if the quarantines kind of get more strong or if you're choosing to stay in, you know, like Hanson, um, then you, you know, we just want to help you have your best life possible out there. So if you need to ask us for questions or if you want to give us a comment, 651-641-1071. And uh, I'm going to put a little thing up on the Facebook as a share page, you know, because what I love about the Facebook question, it's not only you guys and your cheeky answers, but that it becomes like a little resource for yeah. everybody and that people kind of interact with each other. So I'm just going to put a little piece up that says, what are you doing to, you know, to get ready for the week? Or what are you doing if you are, um, you know, kind of like, what is the thing that you are, are that you need the most or in your pantry? And then what are you doing? And we are going to also talk in the next segment about what some local people are doing restaurant-wise to help feed some people. The schools have not closed at this point. There are some um, schools that have closed temporarily for cleaning, but generally the school system is still moving forward. And we're going to see, like my sister, just to use as an example, works in a hotel. She's already been um, cut to halftime next week. And my sister doesn't have a lot of cushion. So... We're going to see some people that are going to need help from the rest of us. So if you're seeing people that are doing creative things or if you're wanting to share tips on what you're doing just to help all of our local folks get through this, that'd be awesome, too. 651-641-1071. Hope is our producer. She'll talk with you and figure out how we can transition your calls to the air. And we have one. We ha- Is it Janice? I think we have Janice on the line. How are you, Janice? I'm good. Good. What's going on? I just want to know, can you freeze heavy cream, the stuff that comes in the carton? Yes, you can. This is I, a good question because I Hansen had the same knows how question. To freeze everything. But <laughs> it works differently. Yes. So you can use it in your coffee. It gets a little lumpy when it dries out or when it thaws out. Uh-huh. So you can't like make a uh, a really thin white sauce that's but you can use it like I've used it to make macaroni and cheese. I've used it for coffee. I've used it to thicken soups. Okay. It's just a cool. different I'm gonna, consistency. I'm going to use it in my coffee, so that's exactly what oh, I Oh, yeah. You're know. great to go there. And here's another tip that no one has asked yet, but you're going to know it when I say it. You can freeze eggs. And here's oh. how you do it. You crack your egg into a container, whether it's a muffin tin or whether it's an ice cube tray, and you don't put any oil or anything in there. You just crack, go and crack along all dozen. And then you freeze them, and then you just pop them out. You run a little hot water till they pop out, and you put them in a, a bag, a plastic bag, and you can freeze the egg that way. And it is to be then used for scrambled eggs. It can be used for baking. It can be used for almost anything you would use an egg for. Okay, so you freeze them, and then you don't store them in the tin like that. You pop them out. Nope, you pop you them out. In a in a bag. Okay, yep. cool. So Good there you job. go. Thank you can you. freeze eggs, too. I love it. 
I also have, uh, yeah, I bought the non-dairy creamer kind of thing. Uh-huh. If you're looking for your coffee. Or the dry? I, or MCT oil, the that oh, yeah. creamy thing, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever, for your bullet coffee. I bought some of that, which I don't put cream in my coffee. But I thought, what if I could, I'm all about the engineering of things, right? So I'm like, what if I could use that in a thing? You know, and to whip that. I'm I'm experimenting with things like that. I you're the funny experimenter. I <laughs> so I love this about Listen, you. I have rennet, you guys, meaning I'm gonna make my own cottage cheese because I'm gonna go full pioneer girl. Like I'm gonna be all <laughs> I don't doubt this. For I'm gonna a be minute. all in like the woods and by the way, yeah, if like the deer come at me, I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna get them. But like what I'm saying is like I just I think there's creative ways of doing things. I'm kind of excited to actually have to use my cupboard a little bit. Yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, I have bought so much food. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you. And I had a tub a week ago. I've got tub number two going for my daughter, just in case. Oh, good. Hey, can I just give a shout out to uh, Abby, who just says wingspan theory is true. Thank you. Okay. Uh, She's a nurse, and a lot of our patients are in wheelchairs. So she measures wingspan for height, and usually it's pretty right on. I know, but Abby, she's like, sorry, not food related. But yay, you know how much I like being right. I like it. (laughs) The wingspan theory. I love that part. All right, so let's talk a little bit about restaurants and stuff. Did you want to talk about the... Well, here's the deal. So, you know, what we're doing, I'll let you guys know, I'm going to put this on the show page or on the Facebook page. Um, At MSP Mag, we have, uh, I'm going, what I'm going to do, and I'm committing to do this because I'm going to be obsessively on Twitter anyway, um, is that uh, we are putting out, we have a page up called Updates from the MSP Restaurants in the Pandemic. And what that is, is uh, we're going to basically every day update you with things that are happening. You know, I think if we're watching Seattle and New York, a lot of places will be closing certain hours. You know, they're going to limit their hours. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of places are going to, you know, maybe go to two days a week or three days a week or just do curbside and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to try really hard to keep that information in one place so that you know where to go to find out what's happening in the industry on that. Um, so there's some interesting stuff on that. Um, did we talk about a couple of things that were closed? I just want to mention like the Science Museum. Did you know that was closed? Nope. Science Museum is now closed. The uh, Arboretum is closed, which is a that's a rough one for me. Yeah, because, yeah. My mom and I were there last week, and that was like, my mom who's 80 and, you know, has sort of a health issue with her yep. her respiratory as well, just, you know, just in terms of like she had a bad cold like you, like Kurt, but yep. she... She was saying we went on the three mile walk and it was great because there's nobody around you really. And it's just outside and we're kind of breathing in that beautiful air. But because of the safety of their staff too, the Arboretum is just saying, I get it. Yeah. So that's, but that doesn't mean you can't still walk outside and do good stuff in your own neighborhood, you guys. Um, but just letting you also know the Chan Hassan dinner theater and uh, is also closed until April 14th or April 12th. I'm sorry. And uh, Walker art center and Esker Grove have decided to close. So just temporarily, this is part of that deal, but they're sort of following the lead. To address sort of the overall question of is it safe to eat in restaurants, I want to just read something Mm -hmm. that is from the CDC, I believe. Um, Either that or it's some medical person because I sourced it myself. I just didn't write who the source was. Okay. But know that this is from a legitimate source. And, and not just said, like some dude on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> the virus risk of eating in restaurants is really more about being in the same location as a lot of people. Some of who can be depositing the surf- virus on surfaces like tables, doors, menus, and managing that with the hand washing and alcohol-based sanitizer regime is an effective step to reduce risks of both COVID-19 and influenza. 
So as we discussed last week, our restaurants are in a very good position to, they already are very good about cleaning and sanitation. Can they improve that? Of course they can. Will their workers be even more virulent? And yes, they will. Okay. And we're going to come back, you guys, and we're going to talk about some of the special deals and things that people are changing to do in restaurants. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. Your home for all things. How are we going to band together and get through this, folks? Deliciousness and less stress eating. <laughs> yes. And probably less stress drinking. I'm I did stress- read that somewhere. Oh, yeah. There are. Uh, They're like, you know, mm-hmm. this is a good time. Drinking is very inflammatory. That's what we were calling. Uh, there was a thing on Facebook saying, like, what are you drinking? The quarantini. It's the same as a regular martini. I'm just drinking it alone in my house. Okay, that's funny. I know. <laughs> quarantini yeah i mean yeah i mean I like i'm it. in for the quarantini i love it all right so there are some bright spots and some great uh news that are happening out in the world of the restos mm-hmm. as stephanie calls them i like to call um, them restos because then i don't have to type out the whole word yeah so one of the things that uh i saw is that the lucky cricket which is in the west end and yes. is chef andrew zimmern's place mm-hmm they are beginning immediately, and this was yesterday, offering free meals for all kids under the age of 12. Okay. So if you're feeling uh, food insecure and you need a little help, that might be a great place to check out. Mm-hmm. Also, 15% off all drive up and away service. So you call the, you place the order directly, and when you arrive, you park in one of three designated spots behind the restaurant or pause out front, and they'll bring your order to your car. Yep. They're also uh, offering a free cup of soup, wonton soup, when yeah. you dine in. If you so, choose to dine in, they're going to bring you a cup of wonton soup, which I think is a lovely and generous way of saying... And soup is good for everyone. Oh, soup is good. Um, orders can be placed also with DoorDash, Bite Squad, or Grubhub. And just in general, I think a lot of people use those food services, mm-hmm. but I also think a lot of people are taking... They've got an info at... Or a phone line where they're taking orders directly as well, and they will run your order out. Yep, yep. So check with your favorite spot. Yes. Um, let's see. We had Pizza Luce. Um, I've got all these here. Pizza Luce has um, instituted some interesting things. Because they have delivery and curbside. They do. They have pickup and delivery anyway. But one They've of the things that. that they're doing to minimize contact between drivers and guests is they're eliminating the need for credit card signatures right. for online orders. Oh, so you don't. So if someone they, comes to delivery, you right. don't have to sign for That's it. right. So they can leave the order outside your door. Um, you're, they're encouraging guests who wish to tip to do so when placing the order online. So yeah. you can tip right there. Yep. I um, like that. If you're ordering by phone, they're encouraging you to pre-tip if you wish by calling. Just mm-hmm. saying like, hey, I, can you add a tip on there? And that will avoid the signing of credit card slips. I have to say when I was at the grocery store and I had to sign my credit card thing with the pen, I was just hyperventilating. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, you mean on the screen? No, I had to like pick up the fake pen. Oh, yeah. And so, I was like, okay, is really our credit card companies comparing signatures? I'm I pretty know. sure they're not. Well, you can use your, you know, you can use your like finger or I mean, you can use like a stylus. So that's the thing that a lot of people I've seen are doing. They have their own pen stylus that has the soft front. That's smart. And when they have to punch numbers on a screen or they have to sign something, they use that. I I would use that. Just use your own pen. Um, Another just thing to note 
as we move into uncharted territory next week. I mean, a week in this thing feels like five years. Mm-hmm. So where we are at today is very different than where we were at last Saturday and probably will be very different than we are next Saturday. Mm-hmm. But Billy's on Grand. Um, they are helping kids out that are in need with school closings and families relying on the school lunch program. So they are offering free lunch, lunch for kids until things calm down. No other purchase necessary. You can just get your kid fed. Yeah. Actually, Bacon Social House is also saying, uh, I know that's a it's a place that they already have, a, you know, a kids eat free kind of program, but they're extending it. And they're saying anybody under, I think, the age of 14 can come in and order off a free menu item if just as long as somebody else, you know, order something else, too. One other um, place that is a good resource is Hope Breakfast Bar. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing is um, he wrote a post on Facebook and the contact is Brian at hopesbreakfastbar.com. He says, we'll have breakfast ready and waiting for any family in need. All they have to do is contact him, tell them what their situation is or not. He said, there's no shame. You don't need to explain. He's like, I just need to know how many people are going to pull up and I can give you breakfast sandwiches. Wow. So I felt like that was really uh, an impressive contribution to the community, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah. And I would also let you know that you can always go to Second Harvest Heartland and you can fund an emergency food box because I know that a lot of us have done our buying and our panic shopping and we've stocked up. Um, Not everybody has the liquid income to be able to do that. And so a lot of people or a lot of people thought, well, I'll be fine and I'll do it later. And then they get laid off. And so this is where Second Harvest is really kind of stepping up that just donate now and provide it's directly to your neighbors. You know what I mean? These are the people who come to heart you know they they're they're locally based so i just want to make sure that you guys know that all you have to do is like it's like seriously one dollar provides three meals so you can you know if you if you donate 50 bucks just 50 dollars if you think about whatever you spent on your toilet paper uh then that's 150 meals that's 150 meals it's a lot it's a lot um i was talking to my daughter who I was like, okay, so do you have some supplies if like school closes down? Cause her partner is a teacher and you know, now you're working at, she goes to the U so she's online school. I'm like, do you have, she was like, now I'm like, okay, well, what do you need to do to get prepared? She was like, well, first I need some money. <laughs> she's like, I can't just go buy like a hundred dollars worth of groceries. Right. I don't have the kind of money that you have mom. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Okay. okay. Money yeah. start there. Mm-hmm. So I put a box together for her just in case yeah, we I know. Stitch. Yeah. And I think, you know, I just think that's a good idea. I love that Hope Breakfast Bar is doing that, too. Yeah. And here's another thing that has run across my desk. So Certix obviously sells liquor and liquor stores are uh, probably feeling a little bit of a rush right now. Um, yes, they are. But once that passes... Certix also has a gigantic catering division mm-hmm. and that catering division, every event was canceled for them Yep, and they have already bought tons of food and have a plan. So what they're going to be doing and it will, um, it's being formulated over the weekend and it will launch on Monday is they're going to be doing home meal delivery kits. They're calling it Certix at home. And so they will make food for you mm-hmm. or, and put it and box it into prepared meals and yeah. be able to serve it either through delivery or through pickup curbside so that's a really strong pivot i think for a whole catering division here's the amazing thing for that i mean quite honestly um you can also get liquor and beer yep (laughs) not only are you going to be able to get your like 
your big sandwichy thing, or you're going to be able to get all the stuff for beef stroganoff. Yep. You know your pe- your pot These, roast. They cook it like nobody's business. You can have them add a bottle of wine on because they are a liquor store. Yeah. And this is the thing that I'm like, may, will they deliver out to me in the five five three five six? I don't know. They've been known to. They've they, been known to. They have a lot of customers out your way, and uh, they will use the delivery services. But if they need to, I bet you they'll get drivers too. There is um just so you know too. There's the code mini apple melt, all one word, and this is I put this on the MSP mag site uh blog post but the mini apple melt will get you ten dollars off your first certix at home order i love it that's great uh and again the i just talked to them over the weekend they're working on getting their form up on their website but there will be a form there on monday on monday right exactly um also patisserie 46 our friend john kraus who has uh nothing makes you feel better in a crisis than a baked good does it Uh, than some chocolate (laughs) croissants Um, They are open and they are concerned, obviously, about their guests and their employees. And they are going to have a phone set up, info at patisserie46.com, a phone number where you can, again, call ahead and they will run your order out to your car so that they can help you. Um, Buttered Tin, by the way, mentioned that they are definitely they are moving to full counter service where they had done weekend table service. They're moving to counter service and redistributing their employees so that they can have less people in the dining room. And they're trying to give you know, you enough space and also so that people don't come to your table. Your table is your table. You know, that idea that you go up to them, you get your stuff, but it's your table is your space and your table. I think restaurants should start putting wipes on table if they can. You know what I mean? Like, I know that wipes are hard to come by, but I think that it is. I think that I don't know how Restaurant Depot, if they have the commercial stuff, if that, but that would be, I hope they don't steal it because people are stealing toilet paper too. I know. Um, the Commodore and W.A. Frost have both put out notes that they are uh, respecting the social distancing rules, you know, I that love request idea. I think, and there's places in New York and Seattle who have done this as well. But they are rearranging their restaurants so that you are either six feet. All those tables are six feet apart from each other. And they have blackout tables. They have what? Blackout tables. So they have black tablecloths on tables that aren't being used around your space. I was like, why did the black tablecloth mean anything? (laughs) Just like a blackout zone. Yeah. Jack's uh, Cafe was saying that they were only going to seat every other table this weekend. So my sister went to JJ's Clubhouse yesterday for a lunch meeting. And she was like, they handed, would you like ketchup? Okay. They wiped the ketchup bottle down right in front of her and handed it to her. She handed it back. They wiped it down again. All that condiment situation. There's no sharing of things. My burger, same thing. We had, when I picked it up yesterday, I had to ask for ketchup things and they had them in a little thing. She said, how many do you want? And I said two, because that's all gone. And they are also same thing like Caribou and Starbucks. They're, you can no longer refill your own coffee mug. They're moving to compostable cups only and that kind of stuff. So that's good. I mean, I get it. They don't want to touch my thing. I don't want them to touch my thing and put it to my Nobody face. wants to touch your thing. <laughs> Nobody does, <laughs> which is why I'm going to be very alone. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to play cribbage. I mean, why? we have to. Um, a couple other things I know a lot of people were talking about, uh, of course, of course, delivery, right? Of course, using Grubhub and Bite Squad and DoorDash to help, you know, to do things. But I wanted to alert you guys that Chow Now is a platform that a lot of restaurants are using, and it gives a bigger percentage of the deliver of the money back to the restaurants because we know that there's been a lot of controversy about how much Bite Squad and DoorDash and Grubhub take 
from the restaurants and that it's actually not very profitable. And for none them. of those companies are local anymore. They're not local. So they're not local. Chow now is is definitely a place that gives back to local restaurants more. So they are using that like Red Wagon uses that as an app. And they also have apps so that you can you can have the app on your phone for Red Wagon Pizza. You can pull up the app. You can look at the menu. You can choose. I want to pick it up. They'll have it all ready. You can pay. And then it's you just you just go in and you just pick it up and you go. I love it. And so that's a really good. And also Keys Cafe has an app. Hello. Pancakes delivered. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Hamburguesa El Gordo, or, you know, yeah, hamburguesas, you know, El Gordo, that thing, that, I mean, hamburgers and taco boxes, that's a thing to be delivered to your face, to your house and your face. I was just going to say, and my face. And my face. So that's the thing. Um, the other thing that we're, that we always have been talking about, you've been hearing is that you should be buying gift cards for restaurants that, you know, maybe this is the time to buy gift cards for your restaurant, your favorite restaurants, help give them a little cash flow. And then that way, and then think about redeeming them this summer to kind of bring up, you know, kind of the traffic again. It would be great. Yeah. And someone mentioned that they're buying gift cards and they are giving them to people in their neighborhood that need support. Yeah. Or they're also giving them to nurses and first responders. Yes. To help their families do that during these times. Yes. I dropped a bottle of gin off to my favorite educator at the Schumann Elementary. Okay, (laughs) we will get uh, take a quick break. You guys, when we come back, it is the Ask Stephanie. So keep the phone lines are open. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. This is your chance to light it up. 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls. We'll take your questions, recommendations. We are going to talk about cooking a lot in the next segments. So just be ready for that. If you have questions, kick it off. We have Wendy on the line right now. Hi, Wendy. What's up, Wendy? Hi, ladies. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Okay, so um, I'm going to be slow roasting a lamb, like a big roast that we just pulled out of our freezer (laughs) and for i have just not had the best luck with like roasting any kind of meat lately slowly um can i can you guys give me a tip like what temperature it's going to be like an all-day thing so probably from like i'd say at least like noon probably more like 11 o'clock until we get home later in the afternoon to serve it for dinner Okay. So is, I don't know what temperature to do, and I don't know what to, what vessel to cook it in. Is it a is it like a shoulder? Do you know, or is it like a rack, or what? No, it's a. I guess it's is it technically a shoulder? It's round. It looks like a rump. You know, it looks like a rump roast. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Is, it a, is it a lamb shoulder? Is that what I can't remember? I know. It just depends. It depends on what part of it is. Um, because if it's got a little bit more fat, I would say you know. I mean, so it could be the leg too. I it don't could know. be the leg, right? Three twenty five. For how okay, long? So you think that's that's okay? That's high. That's, that's high that's, if like if she's gonna do this for how big is your roast? Um, I'm looking at a, I'm like looking at my hands right now, like the size of a a large football. I think. Yeah. Like, okay, so then I would turn it down just a tiny. So I would do three hundred, four hours, four and a half hours covered. You're gonna have your broth in there. You're going to have some garlic, some rosemary, some thyme. You're going to rub salt and whatever aromatics you want on the outside of the meat. And then you're going to cover it. Yep. And you're just going to... the festival, so it's already been seasoned from the taste of grease last year. So I think we're good as far as the seasonings and that. I'm just worried because it's been frozen and now thawed. 
and I just want to make sure it turns out. Low and slow. So here's the other thing. Do you have any, do you have a thermometer, Wendy? Like a, like a temp? Yes. Okay, so remember, the key to this is just checking the temp. So you want that internal temp to be, you know, about 120 to 130 degrees when you pull it out. And then you want to let it sit, you know, covered in aluminum foil or whatever for like 15 to 20 minutes. It should reach up to about, um, you know, that's really, I, I like to pull it at 120 so that you can get up to about... Uh, 130, 135, and that's kind of 135 to 140 is medium rare. So think about if you want to go a little bit higher than that. You know, 145 means that it is medium well. So just remember that. Yeah, you don't want that. You want to get to medium. So if it gets up to 145, you want to like make, you want to cool it down. Right. And covered. And do you think, do you think, do you have an opinion on like what vessel to use, like a Nesco Roser as opposed to the oven? Um, you know, I have one of those old fashioned, um, you know, the, the black and white speckly things like right. that. Right. Do you have an opinion on it? Use your black and white speckly thing or use a Dutch oven and cook it okay. in the oven and cover it with either a lid or uh, foil. Yeah. And then yeah. like the last 45 minutes, you yeah. can uncover it. So you get those crispy brown bits on the top or c- consider also then, you know, like keeping it low and slow, watching the temp. If you wanted to do this for kind of a longer time, you definitely could put it at like 250 and then just watch your temp and really just a couple of hours, you know, and then you have your temp and then take it out, let it rest and then do the reverse sear thing, which is after you've let it rest and it's at the temp you want, you stick it back in the oven under a hot broil, like maybe high on broil and you do that or like a 500 degree oven. You do that for like four minutes until it's crispy, crispy on the outside. So if we're not, if we're not going to be home all day, the best option is like the 300, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Because we're going to be gone for at least probably four four hours or so. Go so. three hundred or even two seventy five. I would go lower. You can I would always go blast it for the last hour. Yeah, because if you're going to yeah. come home, you're going to want to put it up a little harder. You can adjust that. It's better than having it too high and having it be right. super done. So two seventy five is probably the best bet. And I would think it up when we get home. Yep. yep. Perfect. All right. I knew I could count on All you guys. All right, Wendy. Send us a picture. Yeah. Well done. Well put done. Put it on Facebook. Let us know how it comes out. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. I love that people are cooking out of their freezers. I feel a little bad. I'd like to publicly apologize for freezer February. Right. I had no idea for all of us that ate down our freezers. And thank God I was only partially successful because I still have freezer food. But yeah, just you so do. you know, it's all filled up again. I knew you weren't going to do it. And thank God for that. No, I did it. You did but it. I just like you couldn't stop. I have one mouth, two mouths to feed and we couldn't move fast enough. No, this is true. You needed like a freezer season. I do. Freezing season. And I'm telling you, when we get to spring here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if if this thing kind of slows down and we get a little bit of a reprieve, mm-hmm. well, between the garden and the freezer, and I'll I would be good. like to say, yeah, if you ended up with more canned goods than you know what to do with, you know, at the end of this, then you know, first of all, you can donate them, That's obviously, right. to Second Harvest Heartland, but uh, or any of the food shelves. But I mean, I think that we should do some <laughs> some. Def- Apparently, the beans are the big thing that going. Which is now. fascinating. All of a sudden, everyone's know. over buying. Why beans. haven't you guys been buying beans Six, all this five, time? One, is my four, question. One, one, oh, seven, one. And the dried beans. I mean. I have tons of beans. I, I eat beans constantly. I guess stock prices for Rancho Gordo went up. Yeah. So and they're that's your favorite bean, is what I, I love always those think beans. about that. And they're out of beans. Oh, like really? they're not now, but once these their beans are gone, like they can't just make more beans. Make it's more plants. beans. You need a season. Make more beans, people. I and know. they're in California, so there may be a rush on them because of that. 
being California has been a little further along in the quarantine situation. True. True. Yeah. Uh, six five one six four one one zero seven one. You guys also, if you want to, you know, we'll kind of leave it up for the next segment as well. If you guys want to give us a call in any of the time of the show, we are down for that. Um, we did put a little question up on the Facebook page about uh, what is what are people doing to make their quarantine life as delicious as possible. You know, our friend Bill, he's uh, spending all weekend making bone broth and eating beef liver one ounce per day. I That's love his it. deal. And uh, Shannon has said that she bought a ton of baking supplies because her 16 and 11 year old boys are liking um, more and more to bake. And she says, we're also boiling down our maple sap. Oh, my God, Shannon. And hopefully soon we'll be making pancakes and bacon. Well done. She like is like it. she is pioneering like crazy. Amy has said she's testing out um, a Guinness brownies recipe. Love that idea. And Julie Carlson says making IP orange curd. Uh, Jen says it's a pie day. Yum. So true. We'll be talking about that in a moment. So if you're out there, let them know, let us know. Put some stuff on the uh, the Facebook and, you know, the community of dishes that we have. We're very appreciative of and, you know, we want to help each other and support each other with ideas and fun stuff. So we will be right back with the second hour of Weekly Dish. Yo.